This is The Three Dummies, the Sunshine Coast Daily's NRL podcast with Matty Holdsworth and Nathan Nugget-Dell. There they are. One of those two songs will be ringing around ANZ Stadium on Sunday night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the grand final edition of the Three Dummies NRL podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Dell, joined by Matty Holdsworth. How are you, Matty? Oh, just raring to go. Look, hearing those two songs, look, and as much as we love, you know, we'll hit you, hit you, hit you, and you'll see green. You've got to say, for a song that was written in the early 1900s, to rhyme roosters with red, white, and bloosters, it's great songwriting, isn't it? Yeah, and, and just great that a, that a historical club's in there. Uh, uh, it's going to be huge. I'll tell you what I'm very, very excited about too, and we'll obviously we'll be all over the grand final very soon, the Viking clap. Absolutely. For something that the Canberra Raiders flat out stole from Iceland football, and just to give people... Cause well, it, it absolutely took on took the world apart with the Euros, I think, 2016. Because they made it through the quarters or the yeah. semis, I think, it, it Iceland was, it became amazing. the darlings of that tournament. Uh, and to give, because I'm such a massive nerd, I know these things, it actually is a real thing. So as Icelandic Viking ships, there might be 20, 30, 40 ships would sail into a into a town or wherever to basically do whatever they liked. Right, imagine and pillage. That, and, imagine mm. that. You're a, you're, a, you're a farmer or you're a fisherman sitting there, your little, your little Norwegian town, and you hear, <gasps> yeah. times about a thousand blokes who are coming to murder you. You'd just put your gear down and leave, wouldn't you? That on Sunday night, Mal blowing the horn, and then that, because say there's 80,000 people there, which I think is the number they're kicking around at the mm. moment. I would say 20 of those will be Roosters fans because Roosters fans don't travel. Nah, and Roosters fans don't go to the Western suburbs. There's going to be more than that. Okay, let's give them 30 then. Let's say there's 30 of each and 20 neutral. 20 Storm fans and Parramatta fans and Rabbitohs fans who bought tickets in August hoping for the best. It's it, The noise is going to be the Raiders fans. So You've got to guarantee, that, though. That, that, if it's going to be loud. If you're not a Roosters fan in that stadium on Sunday night, you're a Canberra fan. You're either an actual Canberra mm. fan or you're a neutral who hate the Roosters. So that Viking clap, how loud is it at Canberra when 28,000 do it? 60,000. I reckon even if you're a Roosters fan, you'd get into it, wouldn't you? Uh, you'd be itching your seat too. You'd have to have to really control oh, yourself. It's going to be massive. And, and I, there has been some people saying this week, they think it's unfair because it's a leg up for Canberra. But it's, it's the theatre of the game. I'm sorry, what's stopping your club doing it? Exactly. Sing your stupid red, white, and blues to the song if you want. But I think because that club has no spirit, they're not going to do it. But I look, and I cast my mind back to 2014. As the Rabbitohs ran on against Canterbury, they were playing glory, glory to South yeah. Sydney. Wildly unfair. To, I remember, I think it was James Graham at the time looking around and going like, 
Sorry, why? Is this a, is this a Rabbitohs home game? But it was part of the theatre. Mm. They hadn't played a grand final for so many years. They hadn't won one for 43 years. It was part of the theatre of it. Um, and look, it does tie that, in. That's probably my favourite favorite anthem from NRL. Oh, glory, glory, glory. glory. Sydney or, is or, or Up Up Canola. That gets in my head. Or um, Hey Hey with the Broncos, sung by Alfie Langer and the Walters Boys. When Tina Turner got in. Oh, okay. oh, that that shot that day of Alfie holding the Winfield Cup with Tina Turner. I don't know who was more confused, Alfie or the private dancer, but that was wonderful. That was a wonderful moment. One of the one um, of the great moments. Almost of, as of good as Billy history. Idol. I love my footy <laughs> and the power going out. Uh, just wait on some what, power. What, what was that? Optus Optus sing that. Oh, collapsed. the TV that fell apart. There's oh. been some beauties having there. Oh, I hope there's something um, like that. I hope there's a mega failure. <laughs> Just because it's the best thing ever. It's it's and because usually what they have prepared isn't that interesting. No, so a no, failure is way a more fun. failure is just brilliant. Um, of course, we had the Super Bowl, we had the uh, the Harbour Bowl, the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, where the power went out. Yeah, if you recall, massive stadium power maybe, goes maybe out. Maybe not quite that. Uh, conspiracy theory. Just on the Viking clap being allowed, though, I've had this argument for a long time. I think the Harker is wildly unfair. I know people say it's got cultural significance, everything, and I get that. But the, and the, the way the rules of it work is, if you're playing the All Blacks, you've just got to stand there quietly. You're not allowed to respond. You're not allowed to turn your back. You're not allowed to go and keep warming up See, or something. Do you remember you've the, got to stand there do you remember while when the Australia, opposition fires themselves up. Do you remember when Australia walked towards the Hucker? That was one of the League best moments final. of footy, international footy. It to, was utterly brilliant. To cross, cross codes for a moment, I'll see you that and I'll raise you. 2011 Rugby World Cup final, Eden Park, Auckland. As they're doing the Harker, France formed a V and walked towards them. That I've got goosebumps here in the mm. studio thinking about. Mm. That was amazing. Uh, ironically, both teams that have tried that have lost that final. Uh, but I've, I firmly believe you just got to sit there and wait while the team you're about to play fires themselves up. And no one says anything. It's an unfair advantage. Uh, and I'm You're just not saying, wrong, but you can't take away the Harker. You can't take it away, cause, again, because it's part of the yeah. theatre. You want to have it there. So I just cannot wait for the uh, for the Viking Club. Now, a quick bit of housekeeping too. The kickoff for the grand final is 6.30, because a lot of people might not remember, mm. daylight saving in the southern states starts Sunday morning. So check local guys who are listening to us. That's going to bugger some people. But I'll for those of us here, I hate to think that people are going to flick on the telly and go, why is it the 47th minute? The kickoff in Queensland is 6:30 p.m. Honestly, though, for grand final tradition, you need you to be. You should be watching it. Yeah, you should be watching the ladies. You should be watching the the Queensland Cup. You should be watching the twenties. Get your beers you on. Be watching ice. it all. Relax. But if you are Wait doing other it. things and you're coming back for the footy, the grand final kicks off at 6:30 p.m. Now, speaking of p.m.s, uh, Scott Morrison sat down and picked his prime minister's 13. Do you think Scamo actually sits down and knocks out a team? Well, he sat down with um, Mal Meninga. I don't know that he would. I don't know I, what they talked about. There'd be a lot more of it. a Cronulla flavour to the team, I think, if ScoMo was picking it. The Prime Minister's 13 that normally plays PNG. They're going to play Fiji this time. Uh, playing in Suva. This is the team. Clint Gutherson's at fullback. Kyle Felt and Blake Ferguson on the wings. Paul Momorowski and Brad Parker in the centres. Cody Walker and Mitch Moses in the halves. Paul Vaughan, Ben Hunt. We'll come back to that. And Payne Haas in the front row. Wade Graham is the captain. And he's in the back row with Tyson Frizzell and Jake Trebojevic. Jai Arrow, Ruben Garrick, David Fafita, Reed Marnie, Nathan Brown, Chad Townsend, Tom Flegler coming off a 27,000-man bench. Of course, the coach is Mal Meninga. Why, Matthew, oh, why are we determined to make a hooker out of Ben Hunt? Yeah, I think like that, that just would have been the perfect opportunity for Reed Marnie. Just go straight in. Just jump straight in. How many good young hookers are there in the game? 
you know, why are we giving this halfback, and I say that in the loosest of terms, why do we keep picking him as a hooker? Is well, it Mal? His best position hooker, I think. Yeah, I think it is Mal, yeah. But, but and look, if they, if Paul, if, if, if St. George Illawarra were to come out and go, you know what, Paul McGregor was to come out and go, we've made a bit of a change to 2020, Ben Hunt is now our hooker. Good as goal. Play on. Unfortunately, they got a bloke called Cam McInnes. He's pretty handy. Mm. I just don't know why we keep picking this guy at every level of rep football out of position. It's not like he's a superstar hooker either. It's not like he goes and plays hooker and brains it. He does a fine job. I just think, given what given what the Prime Minister's 13 is all about, it's about blooding young guys, I would like to have sent a Jake Turpin along with a Reed Marnie mm. or... The other option is Damien Cook, who will be the Australian hooker in two weeks' time. Get him some more footy under his belt. I just feel like it's an odd selection. Yeah, is it is it is it tactically though? Um, given giving giving a rest to some players potentially, I, it could I be giving some. It's, it it's always used as a bit of a combination of like Thomas Flegler's there. He's not playing against New Zealand for Australia, but to start giving him a bit of a taste of what rep footy's mm. like. Uh, look, you know, Chad Townsend. There's, there's is, some names like Mobrovsky, Brad Parker. They're, they're fu- like they deserve. Something. Brad Parker, like especially. They've had, they've had wonderful He's seasons. He's had a great season. So I've, I've got no problem with the team, with the exception of I just don't know why we keep picking Ben Hunt at hooker. It confuses me enormously. Um, so we have our grand finalists, the Raiders and the Roosters, because, of course, they did away with the Rabbitohs and the Storm, respectively. Let's look at our two beaten preliminary finals for a second, Matty. Uh, let's start with the Storm. Minor premiers by, mm. was it four points or six? I think it was six. Four in the, oh, well, four, either way, four or yeah, six. 42. Dominant minor mm. premiers. Get rolled the first week of the final, then go out and pump Parramatta, and then come up against a pretty good Roosters team and didn't get disgraced. But to be fair, they were never in that. Well, they were. But the Roosters never looked troubled. They, no, they did. Point. I don't think they did. They did. Even when even when Big Nelson scored and brought them kind of back into the game, I still thought the Roosters were well in control there. I didn't think they were in control. I just thought, I, I just had something, I thought there was enough to, that they'd win. But I, I wasn't I wasn't completely completely sold. Think on about it. this Melbourne Storm team of the it last six weeks. It's looked to me like they in the past the Melbourne Storm have been able to go okay, let's go up for another gear. They didn't have that gear. See, I think don't know if teams are able to do that against the Roosters because that goal line defence is so. But even so again, good. They, they couldn't find it against Canberra when they needed to as well. They kind of fell into a bit of a doldrums. My question to you: but Do we not agree that the two best teams of the year in the final now? Well, no, I don't think Canberra are the second best team of the year at all. I think they're when it's head-to-head matchup. I think they are. No, I, th- I still think the two best teams of the year over twenty-six rounds were the were the Roosters and the Storm. So Canberra beat Melbourne twice. Yeah, I'm just but I'm just saying I don't I don't I don't think they're the two best teams in the comp. I think probably I think it was the Roosters and the Raiders. Oh, sorry, the Roosters and the Storm. A little bit of a gap then the Raiders definitely. Um, and you got to bear in mind, I just say they beat the Storm twice, and the two times they played the Ra- the Roosters got beaten by four points on both occasions. So haven't shamed themselves at all this year. The Raiders deserve to be there. The question to you is: twenty nineteen a failure for the Melbourne Storm? I've got to say yes. Absolutely. To finish the minor premiership six points clear, and not even make the grand mm. final, and given the lofty standards they set, it's are we giving 100%. it an F? Hundred percent. It has to be. Uh, and, there's no way in hell they would have been looking at this season not wanting to to avenge last year's grand final. What and makes then they haven't even made it. their performance even better this year, but makes the failure even greater. I think we've all forgotten. A kid called B. Slater retired at the end of last year. Mm. Melbourne had to get over the loss of the best fullback who's ever played the game. He will be usurped by James and how many com- How many um, combinations have they gone through? Halves combinations. Yeah. Been through a dozen. But he won't be. He won't be usurped by Tedesco. Not, he will. I, I think they'll just. They'll, they'll just plateau out and even. 
Oh, nah. The way this kid's going, it's ridiculous. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, on my weekly I Love James Tedesco segment. Um, and they've got, and they got a mer- the, the class of the storm. They can just go over and shake the superstar tree and have Ryan Pappenheisen fall out. Got to bear in mind, Scott Drinkwater was the first choice fullback for them. He does a peck in a trial game out in well, Woodgie or somewhere. Then all of a sudden, Jerome Hughes gets a Guernsey. Then they have to they drop Brody Croft just to fit Ryan Pappenheisen in. Amazing performance by the Storm, and we'll reflect that in a minute when we talk about Dally M's and Didn't Craig Bellamy, Bellamy come out saying he's one of the best uh, talents he's ever seen? How scary is that? Mm. Think of the talents that Craig Bellamy's seen come across his desk over the years. That's terrifying. This is a bloke who brought in English for layouts. Well done, West Tigers. Another good one you let go. Uh, now, the Rabbitohs, again, got to the exact same game as last year. So the, mag- the super coach... He certainly hasn't advanced them all. And I would say I've been less impressed by this Rabbitohs than I was last year. There were parts of last year under Anthony Seabold, who might I mention I do think is a bum, but under Seabold last year, there were times when, when South Sydney looked unbeatable. Yeah, and they and, never did and this until year. round 10, they were unbeatable. Well, they, 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 they were the form team in the comp. They were, they were the form team in the comp, though. They were blowing teams away. But I, but I, I still reckon the 2018 Parts of the 2018 Rabbitohs were far more impressive. They were terrifying last year. I think they they've either had a plateaued lot to, or gone backwards under Wayne Bennett. I don't know if they've gone backwards. I think they've had a lot of hurdles over to come. Like, injuries no, and things. A lot of injuries, A lot of the, especially their forwards. George Bird is gone, getting suspended for such a long time. Green English retiring. The English whole, the whole was English, huge. That, that, the, worst thing, the, the, the moment where I reckon the, the Rabbitohs season fell apart was the moment when Brad Fittler said at 5'8", Cody Walker yeah, for absolutely. game one of Origin. Yeah. If he'd never been picked for Origin, I reckon Cody would have been fine. Mm. The blow of getting picked, getting mm. hooked, getting dropped, yeah. that destroyed Cody absolutely. Walker, didn't it? So And even, he's, even he's, last Friday night, he still wasn't at his best. He, he was better. He was one of the better players on the field, but no, he wasn't. He was, as you say, that, I think I remember just, you know, that, that game at Kiwana, he single-handedly won them that game mm. against the Warriors. Yeah, four he tries. was the best player in the competition by miles. Mm. Around, yeah, and, round and, seven, and, round eight, round nine. And the, the origin selection came from merit. It was, it was just, really? it was rewarded. But yep. then to be cast aside just oh, yeah. like that. And I think even if they'd lost origin one and he'd played He'll probably the never 80, play again. Was it, was it the getting the hook that killed yeah. him? Yeah. Like if you play a bad game but you see out the 80 minutes, that's one thing. But I guess the embarrassment, you're an elite athlete. You've got, you've got an ego. You have mm. to. To get the hook in rugby league's biggest stage in a bad loss that's brutal, isn't it? He'll so never hopefully, be again either. geez, I hope we can see Cody Walker not back in the Origin arena, but certainly back to some kind of form for 2020. Uh, so I think well, we are also saying the Rabbit season a failure. I'm not. Same as last year. Yeah. Is it? Is it? A, is it a pass conceded? Yeah, just a pass. Fifty point five percent and a failure for the Melbourne Storm. Look, uh, I didn't think they. I didn't think they'd actually beat Manly, and they beat them. So and as we said last week, thirteen Seagulls. They probably don't beat them. Then it's a failure. If they go out in week two of the yeah, finals. Yeah. Um, now, let's move on to the Dally M Awards. Of course, handed out last night. That's why we're talking to you on a Thursday as opposed to on a Wednesday. Um, ridiculous. Always going to happen. James Tedesco. Oh, he wasn't. And it, was, this it, is, was getting, and, it was getting tight. And this is interesting. So, of course, the bloke who came second is a kid you might have heard of called Cameron Smith. Three, three votes ended up being the difference in the end between Tedesco and Smith. Talking to the lovely Yvonne Sampson this morning, who was the host of the event from Fox League, I said, so how much panic was there backstage? Because, of course, Cameron Smith wasn't there. No. He was at home with wife Barb and the kids battling a very nasty bout of gastro, is what they're telling us. Definitely, Ma- definitely a hangover. Bad Monday. And um, so, so talking to Bonnie this morning, she said, no, no, there was mass panic. 
um, when it got as close as it did, and yep. there was conversations the- being had with the Storm's media department about can we send a like a, a camera around to his house and at least and they, like have him in the lounge room or something. They've gone. He's too sick. He literally. He is literally unable to be on the television. So that they actually, in, in between ad breaks, Vonnie said it was fantastic. They're having a talk to Craig Bellamy. Hey, bellyache, if Smithy does win, will you come back up dressed as wow. Beetlejuice and collect his Dahlia medal? Uh, absolute chaos there in the Horton Pavilion. No, well, the, the bookies had it had Tedesco as, I think, thirty, and he, then Smith he was, like was five. Yeah, value to be had there. Uh, so James Tedesco, and look, no, I don't think either one of us was surprised when his name was read out. I was relieved because there's no one, no one else deserved it more than him. No, even like, Smith didn't deserve no, to win it. No, Tedesco was Tedesco was brilliant in every single yeah. game he played. Um, can, can you think of a bad game he played? Honestly, like, did he I, throw I in can, a, a seven out of ten here I, and there? I can maybe? think of two moments yeah. in the year. There was a little handling error in game one of Origin, and yep. there was last week against. Um, uh, against uh, the storm, where he attempted like a bat on, yeah. But the only reason it didn't work wasn't really his fault. It was because the winger support, was too yeah. far up. Um, I can literally think of two moments that were, I would say were not perfect, not games. Um, so let's just put his situation, his resume into context. He is the Jack Gibson medalist for the Roosters' best player from last year. They haven't had mm. it this year, so he's the reigning Jack Gibson medalist. He is the 2019. Brad Fittler medalist for the Origin player, New South Wales best player. He is the 2019 Bra- uh, Wally Lewis medalist for the best Origin player of the entire series. He is now the Dalian M medalist for 2019, and you'd be a brave man to suggest in a Roosters win Sunday night, he is not the Clive Churchill medalist. He's already favourite. Devastatingly mm-hmm. favourite. Um, and I'm assuming, because it'll come out later in the year, no one's going to get within a bull's roar of this kid for the golden boot. Nah, he's already got that locked up. I'd say they're checking Surely. his shoe size as mm-hmm. we speak. Ridiculous. And as I said before, I think he can end up going past Slater because Billy Slater wasn't doing this stuff at that age. He was good, but Billy Slater wasn't being talked about as the best player in the world at the same age. We were marvelling at Billy, 25. Slater would have been well up there. Up there, but this guy is the clear favourite for the best player on the planet. Yeah, but think think of the competition Slater had. He was in a rich crop. But I'm just saying, this guy is – like Billy Slater wasn't even in the conversation – as the best player in the world, certainly the best fullback in the world, this guy is lapping people as the best player in the world. And I just think, if you're a West Tigers fan, again, why? Or a Canberra fan. Or a Canberra fan. Turns out this week he backflipped on a deal, as he was entitled to do. Uh, the rest of the Dallium, uh, Josh Jackson, great to see him win the Proven Summons medal. Um, and I record summed up Josh Jackson. There was the moment when, late in the season, when the Bulldogs had the little resurgence and Paul Momorowski, when they were playing the Tigers, missed an easy conversion to take it to Golden yeah, Point. Yeah, that was cruel. Two of the Bulldogs guys kind of chipped in at him. Josh Jackson went straight over to the young man, put his arms around him and basically gave him some <laughs> consoling words. I think every footy team needs a Josh Jackson. Absolutely. I don't yeah. care if you're an NRL team or playing Group 7 in Moree, you need a Josh Jackson, a guy who's going to roll up his sleeves and just bloody do the work. Wonderful yeah. footballer. Great to see Payne Haas actually get the, the, the rookie of the year too. Yeah, no, look, no I think when you look that. at it, he, he thoroughly deserved it. The sad thing is he's the only Bronco that was nominated for anything. He won the prop of the year and the rookie of the year. Um, captain of the year, Cameron Smith. Uh, Craig Bellamy, coach of the year. So Boyd missed out? And that, I was going to say Boyd probably very, very – just quickly, we're not saying Darius Boyd here. We're saying Boyd Cordner, I assume. <laughs> I, I was saying Darius with tongue in cheek. I thought you were being serious and meant Boyd Cordner because he's he mate, he almost single handedly beat the storm last week. Boyd Cordner, he was unbelievable. Was he really not nominated? 
No, he was nominated, oh, Boy Gordon, but to not win it, you've got to feel hard done by. Yeah. Uh, and then the Dallium Team of the Year. So just correct me if I'm right, the way these works for the positional awards, it's the person in that position who has polled the most number of votes. Yeah. It all comes back to the Dallium votes, doesn't I, I, it? I think the, the whole award is a bit of a sham. Because I've got a real problem with a couple of these positional yep. awards. James Tedesco, a fullback, I'm fine. Ken Mamalo. I love Ken Mamalo. How is Mike Acevo not the winger of the year? Because the wingers don't poll many votes. That's the thing. It's craziness. How does, how does he get votes? I don't honestly. think Latrell Mitchell's been the best centre this no, year. Joey He's, Manu wasn't even nominated. Joey Manu, and I'd say even at a pinch, just for consistency, Jared Croker. Latrell, the problem is with Latrell, it's rocks or diamonds. Yeah. But he was um, more he was more rocks. Cam Munster even. If I'm picking a five, I'd well, play I think for my Luke life Kerry today. played too many, would have missed out I think you missed too many, many with concussion. I think, and this is why you say the problem is it's based on number of votes you get. And I've who's, no, who's mates with you? I've got no problem Mitchell Moses getting the halfback of the year. I think he's been I wonderful think this year. I think Terry Evans deserves it more, but I'm okay with Moses. Cam Smith, the hooker. Payne Haas, the front rower. Johnny Bateman, the second rower, of course. Cam Murray, the lock. No worries at all. And I really like the fact they do the interchange yeah. award now. Brandon Smith. Oh, yeah. Who's just a maniac. Yeah. And just goes mental whenever he comes on the field. The Jazz Tavanga who won it last year? Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Comes on and destroys people's lives. Um, the Peter Fralingos Award, of course, the great Chippy Fralingos, the Daily Telegraph journal who died at his desk. Uh, true story, I'm not being flippant there. The headline moment of the year, again, that man, James Tedesco, for his try to seal up origin win for New South Wales in Game 3. That hurt, but it's fair enough. And Jess Sergis. Wonderful player. Mm. She was the NRLW Player of the Year. Plays for the Dragons. She's my big concern for the Broncos in the grand final on Sunday. She is quality. Deserve the award. Just a little fun fact if you're playing at home, she's the partner of Zach Lomax. Mm. You are Dragon star. You Just want to throw that out there. Bellyache. Bellyache. Getting the nod over. Maybe sticky <sighs> or um or Considering or, or the, Raiders, the Raiders didn't surprised. even play finals last year. You've only got to go back about two years and there were people, a lot of media in Canberra calling for Ricky Stewart's head. All of a sudden now he's in a grand final. I absolutely think Ricky or Des mm. or at a pinch Brad Arthur. Wooden Spooners last year. Mm. Um, no. only, only because he was there the year before, I wouldn't give it to him. Possibly, yeah, but I think... It's a wonderful achievement, obviously. Desi, I've but- been very happy with Desi or Rick either way, uh, but Bellier, dressed like Beetlejuice, got his fifth Dallium... Don't, don't know what was going coach on with that of the suit, year. honestly. David start me on Bellier's suit. It was very, very strange. Like I walked out of a ZZ Top film clip. So that's all the goings on around the game. Lots to get through, though. The grand final, the big dance Here on Sunday. Go. We'll jump on that next here on the Three Dummies NRL podcast. This is the Three Dummies, the NRL podcast, thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily. So it all comes down to this, 6.30, Sunday night, ANZ Stadium. The Roosters and the Raiders will get through our teams. For the Raiders, Charles Nickel clocks out at fullback. Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rapana on the wings. Jared Croker and Joey Leilua are in the centres. Jack White and Aiden Caesar in the halves. Josh Papali, Josh Hodgson and Sia Soliola in the front row. John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead and Joe Tarpany in the back row. Bailey Simonson, Emery Gula, Corey Horsburgh and Dinamis Louie in, off the bench. For the Roosters, that man James Tedesco at fullback. Daniel Tupo and Brett Morris on the wings. Latrell Mitchell and Joey Manu in the centres. Luke Keary and Cooper Cronk in the halves. Jared Boria Hargrave, Sam Verrills and Isaac Liu in the front row. Boyd Corden and Mitch Orbison and Victor Radley in the back row. Angus Crichton, Zane Tatavano and Nat Butcher. And my mate Sia Takiaho coming off the bench. And in Jersey 21, Jake Friend. Friend's mm. got to play. I don't think he will. I Mal's, reckon he Mal's, will. Mal's no. Yeah. So, we'll, so we're recording this on Thursday. The captain's run is tomorrow, Friday. Well, we'll yeah, know sure then. That one. Yeah. Uh, I really hope he plays. He's had a wretched year, and it'd be terrible for Sam Verrills, but Sam Verrills is young. 
He plays for the Roosters. He's going to play more grand finals, I guarantee you. I'm Can't, just so, there's no guarantees there. i tell you who I feel sad for again is Lindsay Collins. He misses out again, it looks like. Was he 18 then last year? He, or he missed out last year because he'd replaced Dylan Napa going into the grand final. Remember Dylan Napa got three weeks for basically yeah. trying to kill Andrew McCulloch with his head? So he played all of the finals. Big Papa came back for the grand final. Thanks, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure. This now, year, now big puppies in Europe, JWH right? comes back into the side. Wow. And it's very sad. That is sad. I feel really sorry. But again, Lindsay, you play for the Roosters. You'll he's, be back. He's such a big in, though. I love him. Oh, JWH, oh. massive. I, I think he's a sneaky for the Clive. Could be. And a lot of front rows. I, I can't remember. Maybe Brent Kite won it. Uh, if the it's day, close, the I day can that, just see. Oh, I, I think he's, he's, a, he's a kind of player who can player. And as we said before, he's their school bully. Um, and, and and without him, they don't even have anybody to really fit that role. Um, Cooper Cronk, his ninth grand final. Well, just wrap your head around that for a moment. So Cooper Cronk has nine grand finals. The entire Canberra Raiders have won. Ironically enough, BJ Leilua, when he used to play for yeah. the Roosters. That's that the only grand final. That was wasn't it? It was against St. George. That's how long ago we're going back. Um so Cooper Cronk has must, nine times more like grand finals. Hey, BJ must have been like eighteen. Or I think he was a kid. Yeah. I think he was one of those kids who made his debut at like seventeen yeah. and eighty-four days. Um, the Cooper Cronk story. I think he's just an absolute monument to every kid out there who isn't mm. the biggest, mm. isn't the strongest, isn't the fastest. And I know Jonathan Thurston gets used as that example all the time, but Jonathan Thurston had God-given ability. Yeah, yeah. he's a genius. He didn't. Cooper Cronk doesn't have that. Day. Cooper Cronk will mm. tell you. I don't have God-given ability, but I will go out and practice that kick 10,000 times. JC didn't have to. Lockyer, Joey, they didn't have to. They did, but they didn't have to. Cooper knew that he had to. Um, to have now played, what is this? His, this is his fourth or fifth straight grand final, fourth straight grand final. Um, that's becoming ridiculous now. 2016, 17, 17 18, 18, 19, 19 yeah, yeah. Three with the Storm, yeah. two with the Storm and two with the Roosters. Um, and the ironic thing is, if I'm Ricky Stewart, I'm not worried about Cooper Cronk, though, because no, Luke Curie's the guy. Yeah. That left-hand side, when he's not pulling people's hair out, he is very, very dangerous. Um, oh, that, that was that was a complete accident, that hair pull. Oh, a complete accident. Yeah. Look, he got a whack the in the face. The swinging arm, though. Absolutely deliberate. No, and look, you get, we've all I, done I was it. quite concerned he was going to The blood got up miss, because hey? he got a friend in the face from Kafusi. He then reached out just to grab whatever he could grab and got a hand of the hair. And just pulled it out. And because when you watch it in slow motion, it looks like he sat there and diligently pulled the hair out of his scalp. He's literally grabbed at him and it's come with his hand. The swing But the arm. whack in the chops yeah. was absolutely – he was very lucky to escape with a fine there. And I reckon if that was, if that was round 13 – That's Jared Reed Hargrave's goal. Oh, he gets deported. Yeah. But if that's round 13, even Luke Keery, who's a clean skin, misses a week. Yeah, he does. I just – I don't know – I know mm. you keep hearing that saying, oh, you can't miss a grand final for no, that. No, I'm sorry. The if you rules do stuff like don't that. change. You can't get pulled over for speedy on Christmas Day and have the copper go, come on, mate. It's Christmas Day. Rules don't change. It's triple fines, even. Exactly. They actually hit you harder. You're right. Um, the Raiders. I just I'd love to see them win. We all want the fairy tale. Oh. We all want it. And I just this is the fairy tale I want to see, Maddie. 79th minute. Roosters coming out of their 20. It's Roosters Ricky 18. Ricky Stewart runs on, grabs, <laughs> intercepts, bang. Wouldn't that be amazing? He just boots up. No, no, no. 78th, 79th minute. Roosters coming out of their 20. We're a neck out streaks. <laughs> I'd love to see that as well. No, no, no. And then all of a Got sudden. More. I can keep going. I don't doubt you can. This could be a very long <laughs> podcast if we do, though. 
out of the blue, you know, Daniel Tupo takes a settler. The Roosters have got it. They're, they're the best at one on the clock down. They did it against mm. Melbourne at the SCG mm. a week ago. And all of a sudden, a bit of a gang tackle. You know, Dinamis Louie comes in. Big Josh Papali comes in. Hodgson's in there. They won't be gang tackling. It'll all be of a sudden. Well, no, I'm just saying. Listen, and then all of a sudden, they're all in there together. Hodgson says the safe word, whatever it might be. The two big boys fall off. Hodgson one-on-one strip. And for the last minute of the grand final, Canberra have a full set of six inside the Roosters' 20. I'll have my pants off by that stage running around the house. I want that. Will you, will you back them? To, to get the job done then? Absolutely. Mm. I would. Just because Magic needs another, to have another Magic. Another BJ Flick. Oh, Magic. Bateman in. Bateman under the... Magic if John Bateman scored the winning try. I'll tell you right now, if that's the scenario, I'm looking for big Josh Papali. Yeah. He's become the most dangerous human inside 20 metres in the history of the game. They used to say Brad Fittler that, inside that, the 20 was impossible to stop. Yeah, but that's what he's added to his game this year. He has. Just that that, mo- that running back on the angle, bang. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you talk to who played in the 80s and 90s, says... No one was harder to stop inside the 20 than Brad Fittler because he was big, he was strong, and if need be, he had that step. step. Mm. But I reckon Papali's gone past him. He's just ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you who's – and so Hodgson, obviously, with his strips and that little code word they use is so essential. But so are the English boys, Elliot Whitehead and Bateman. They're guns at it. They'll just keep going. They'll just Mm. keep pumping away. I think I heard in the the win over the Rabbitohs, it was his 13th strip of the year. That's amazing. And this is – to be fair, that 13th strip was – at a time when maybe he shouldn't have been on the field, he had to come off for a HIA. Oh, absolutely. That he was is staggering crazy. over the place. His head yeah. whiplashed. You know, he was no good at all. I know he's I, tough, I, Josh I, Hodgson. Rabbitohs have a right to, to be questioning yeah, that, and rules they did. Because yeah. in that period of time that he would have been off, he stripped the ball and also stopped Cody Walker from scoring. That's a debate for another podcast. And they had no... Two who's big for me, though, on Sunday is Jack Whiten. Yeah. If he gets that big body going forward, going to the advantage line, I think he could be dynamic, especially if Shans is sniffing around. If one thing Shans Nickel Clockstay can do on Sunday night, play like your opposite number. Always be looking for those little opportunities. I reckon he could be devastating, Shans. But I want to see Jack White and like no, he did in I Origin. Think, I think it's one. I want to yeah. see him go to the line and really, really bend that line of the cam- of the Roosters' defence. If, if anything, Nickel Clockstay is probably a weakness because he's matched up with Tedesco. He gets cancelled out yeah. very quickly. But again, there's no fullback in the game that doesn't happen to. Um, this is where we lay him on the line, big boy. Let's change this up a little bit. We want a margin, a winner, and a Clive Churchill medalist. Now, we know that I've got an unassailable lead because we had the same tips as last week. So I'm four, this is worth I'm four ahead. No, let's make it interesting. Let's, well, I don't think it matters. I think, I think we're going to go the same way anyway. But I was prepared to say let's make it a five-point turnaround. Ooh. But I think we're going to be tipping the same way. I'm happy to let you lead off as the... I'm going to go Raiders. I just would love... More because I'd love to see it happen. Well, because I'm going to go the Roosters. But I'm prepared to because I think they're a chance. So we're laying it out there. I lead by four. This is worth five points. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to go the Raiders. What is the margin, sir? Uh, One point. Raiders by one. And your Clive Churchill medalist is? I, I... if, if I was going with the Roosters, I'd, I'd, I think Maria Hargraves is a sneak. Yeah. Um, I think Kronk might be because of the compassion. I mean, a losing game. No, no, no. I, I, sorry. Oh, I'm just okay. going for right, both. Right, right, um, right. If the Roosters win, I, I think they'll give Brad it to McCry Kronk. there for a minute. I think they'll give it to Kronk because yeah. they like Sentimentality, sen- yeah. Yeah, they like that sort of thing, yeah. which personally I don't. And you reckon if they win, if the Roosters win and he has even an okay game, yeah. he's going to be pretty hard to stop oh, for that yeah. medal. Like but, look at look at the the, the award. Sam Burgess getting it, Thurston getting it. Yeah, definitely not the best player in the field. No. Oh, I, Michael Morgan should have won it that night against the Broncos. Uh, uh, so oh, who Milford. is your in a Raiders Anthony win Milford, by one? Hello, hey Anthony Milford, Actually, Milford was hello. okay. 
Who, but in a Cowboys win, it should yeah, have been. Uh, I'm going Caesar field goal because he loves that. Oh, and is he getting the medal? No, I think either either White or, or Hodgson. Or Don't give me your either's. I want a name, please, Matthew. Hodgson. Hodgson. Hodgson there you go. Papali close second. I'm going to go the Roosters, and I just I know it's boring, but they've been the best team all yeah. year. I know Melbourne won the minor premiership, but the Roosters, as I've said before, if every team has their fittest 17, no one beats the no. Roosters. They're just they're one of the most incredible teams I've ever seen. I think it's fitting that they'll go and equal the record of the other greatest team I've ever seen, the 92-93 Broncos, by going back-to-back. Not 97-98 Broncos? Doesn't count for me. Oh, come on. Two separate comps. Come on. No, it doesn't it count. absolutely counts. Doesn't count. 97 Broncos beat 97 Knights, that's hands that, down. That Super League grand final out of was a farce. Mate, no. Mate, we played the Adelaide Rams to get to that grand final. We played the Hunter Mariners. Doesn't count. You ready for this? Scott of the Hill um, Roosters. Disagree there. 14. I reckon they're going to pump them. I hope to God you're I hope wrong. it's not. I hope I don't get a the similar AFL game as last year or last week in the AFL. Show. I, I, I reckon they're going to go bang, bang, bang. I reckon we're going to see a situation where the Roosters lead... 18-4 or something at halftime, and then just grind well, the first out. First 15s, that's like crucial. crucial in any game. Obviously, it's cliche as First 15 help, minutes, Daniel Tupo either scores a try or bats it on for somebody. He has been doing that a lot. He's mm. nine foot 15, why wouldn't no, he? Kotrick? Or? Uh, that would be Rapina on that side. Good not battle not easy. Nah, a couple of fighter jets, though. Roosters by 14, and my man Tedesco. If they're winning by 14, because James Tedesco has been absolutely everywhere. What if they win by two? Who, who's, who he's leaning to for If Clive? it's a grind. See, I think that's where Hargraves can, can do it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Mm. Or if it's a grind, again, grind, roosters win, sentimentality, see Cronk. Or does friend play? and yeah. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. How much of a swing is he if he plays? Because I'd be, I'd be sticking, picking, because Verrills has done the job. Oh, uh, see, I'd be picking him. I, and I, this is because I like Jake. He's a good bloke. Oh, same. But, I, I, and he was wonderful last year. And Verrills has done but, a great job. But if he, if my captain's fit, I pick him. And he's so highly regarded. The, the mail was from last week. It wasn't the arm. It was actually a calf that kept Jake Friend out last week. See, he's not going to be playing 80. We, we, we had this on the pod last. But and I think that's what will happen. He'll play 60. He messes their whole bench up. If he, he does. If he, he does. does the whole balance goes there. Because then you've got to move Victor the Inflictor into hooker. But that being said, he's tough enough. He could just say, I'll give you 80. He's a tough little rooster, excuse the pun. Uh, so you're on the Raiders by one. Josh Hodgson is the, is the Clive Churchill medalist. I hope you're right. Oh, wouldn't it be brilliant? I'd happily I'd happily surrender the worthless tipping championship. Because remember, it's worth five oh. points. Oh. I, think, I think the roosters, I reckon class is going to be way too much. Oh. Roosters by 14. James Tedesco. More than happy. More than see that becoming. Clive Churchill medalist. Now, next week, we'll be back for a full wrap-up on all the shenanigans of Sunday night, who was great, who let their team down, all that kind of nonsense, how, how good was the pregame entertainment, how good was the Viking clap. It's going to be all in there. Matty, you have a great time on Sunday at the grand final. I will. I'm going to have you a good one, too. House in the pub. You too, wherever you are, pubs, clubs, your mate's house, your own house, having a barbie, whatever it might be, don't drink and drive. Make sure you behave yourself. Enjoy the Monday long weekend as well, and we'll see you this, this time next week right here on the Three Dummies NRL podcast. You've been listening to the Three Dummies. Thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily. Stick a fork in us, we're done. 